Welcome to episode three of Porn Brain Reboot. I am super excited to have you here. And this honestly is a special edition, a weekend edition of this podcast recording. And reason being is in the United States, Memorial Day weekend is coming up. And I talk to so many people all the time that really struggle on the weekends, especially when they have more downtime, they have more alone time, they can't trust themselves. And uh, I feel for them because people are really stressed out about uh, the potential of having a relapse or a slip, knowing that the weekend's coming up and that, you know, kind of the rigidity or the routine or the structure of the week can make it so that they can be successful across the week. But then the weekend comes and, you know, they're toast or they're really at risk. So let's talk about what you can do so that you can be successful at not watching pornography this weekend. And I also made a YouTube video that you can go check out that video. It's a little bit more succinct, uh, always the three points that I talk about there. But here I want to flesh it out a little bit more and give you some um, actual strategies and ideas. And in the YouTube video, I'll just summarize for a second. You know, you have to anchor into your why you want to do this. The why you're going to leave it behind anchors you into the future, setting the goal to create the version of yourself that is at your full potential is a wildly exciting idea. And when you get really clear about what you're trying to create, then it's easier to get up every single day and, you know, say to yourself that, okay, I'm going to do this this weekend. And yeah, I might suffer a little and I might struggle a little, but um, at the end of the weekend, I'm going to be super psyched and I'm going to be super successful. So, uh, you know, that's the why. The why is because you want to go out of your way to create the full potential version of yourself. So how do you do that? Let me tell you, what we are going for basically is a brain reset and a reset of what are called your circadian rhythms. So when you started watching pornography on accident, and kind of inadvertently, the hijacker hijacked your brain. And in doing so, if, you, if you've seen this YouTube video of mine, uh, this is the short explanation on how your brain becomes addicted or hijacked to pornography in the first place. And I'm going to revisit that for you real quickly here because the goal of the weekend reset is to get your brain back to where it used to be. And yes, it may take longer than a weekend for many people, but it'll be a really good start having three days on a long weekend. And that's why I'm here talking about that this weekend. Um, okay. So what we are trying to do is to reset the brain pattern that your brain is using most of the time. So if you hear me talk, we know that, uh, the use of the too fast brain speed and the too slow brain speed is what is at the core of going back to pornography over time. So when you were young, likely, uh, what happened was you were exposed to pornography and your brain got this massive flood of dopamine. Let's just say for the sake of argument, triple the amount than your, that your brain has ever experienced before that moment. And for many people, it creates, you know, sexual template arousal confusion, because it may have been something that you would not even want to find arousing, but it was new and exotic and erotic. So your brain 
cranked out the dopamine and coupled your brain's feeling of good and relaxed and pleasure seeking to what you were watching on the screen or the event that happened. So let's just say your brain produced triple the amount of dopamine it had ever produced before. That's on time one, exposure number one to pornography. On exposure number two, your brain has to recalibrate itself because it's already calibrated itself at exposure one. Now it has to even produce more dopamine to get the same feeling you got during that first exposure. And this is tons and tons of dopamine. So what that means is now your brain is really hooked. That's what the hijacker is. And that's how the hijacker does what he does within two exposures to pornography. And honestly, it's really one first first exposure. And many people are hooked because they go back for that second one. That second one just really imprints it in and burns that neural pathway. And at your young age, we know from science that young brains are impacted even more by pornography. Your brain is just hooked to that neural pathway for dopamine. So this weekend, we are not going to use that neural pathway. Instead, we are going to let that neural pathway begin to weed over. And it may be a struggle and it may be difficult, but it's necessary. And if not this weekend, next weekend, if not next weekend, next month, there's never a good time to struggle or to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. But uh, like Jillian Michaels tells me in my workouts on the workout app all the time, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you want change, things are going to change and they should. And if I'm working out and it's hard for me, it's because I'm getting stronger. If I'm working out and it's easy for me, guess what? I'm not going to get the results that I want. The same applies here for you. So there's probably going to be a little bit of struggle associated with it, but it won't kill you. You can live through it and you will, you will, you'll have the tools and you'll be able to forge the path forward using the neural pathway that we are trying to use. So the goal is we're going to reset your brain back to that optimal brain performance pattern by bringing down the extra fast and the extra slow speed. So this is the beginning of it. It's the unwiring of the brain pattern that you've been using for a long time. How are we going to do it? This is how we're going to do it. You're going to flexibly schedule your weekend right now. You're literally by Thursday night, you're going to write down in your leather journal you can get really beautiful pleather journals on Amazon. They'll be here in two days or for now, just use paper, but write it down. Neuroscience shows that when we write things down, that we integrate them and we process them better. And that's what I want for you. I want you to really think about this schedule. It's going to be flexibly scheduled so you don't feel rushed or pressured, but at the same time, it's going to be full. So you're not sitting around uh, stressing over work that needs to be done for next week or what happened three weeks ago, or you're not bored and overwhelmed and you're like, this is terrible or this is meh, get me out of here. I want to go isolate and take the edge off. You're going to be engaged so you can evolve. So how are we going to do that? What we're going to do is you're going to schedule your weekend flexibly with no big gaps in times. It's going to be scheduled so that you connect with other people. If you have to do work and hopefully you like your work, and if not, we will revisit that in a different podcast. But uh, if you like your work, schedule time frames to work on your work. Uh, 
over the weekend, I saw my besties a lot. We did a lot of hanging out this weekend, which was fun, uh, but it will play into make sure you get enough recovery time where you're not hanging out. But I hung out with my besties on Friday night and on Saturday night. And so on Saturday night, I said to Chanel, who all of you have met once on YouTube, I said, so what, what did you do today? I said, did you work? And she said, yeah, just the perfect amount. And I felt the same way where if you do the work you love on the weekend and you do a little bit of it and you do it in blocks that feel good to you, working on the weekend can be good for your nervous system if that's the kind of person you are. But you can't work all weekend. So work can be brain boosting. Make sure you flexibly schedule it in with other activities that feed your soul. So get a little work done. We know from neuroscience, it's better to get more important things done earlier in the day because your brain will be fresher. So get a little work done and balance the way you use your brain across the days this weekend. So here's what you're gonna do. Brain boosting activities. It can include work. It will include exercise. It will include hanging out with friends, uh, especially if you do weird stuff like we do. It's incredibly refreshing, even though I will never admit to crashing a late night wedding with my friends. Uh, I will never admit to that, but it is it feeds the soul, especially especially when people are reacting in different ways. Very fun. So brain boosting, hanging out with people, doing fun things. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some very specific. I made a list of some brain boosting activities, but brain recovery very important too. So honestly, I didn't have enough brain recovery this past weekend. And, and, you know, I was feeling a little tired on Monday because I did a lot of brain boosting activities, but uh, I didn't, I actually took a nap on Saturday. I took a pretty decent power nap on Saturday where I was actually fell asleep where normally I don't, but naps are brain recovery, uh, just relaxing on the couch, watching a little bit of TV, especially if it's mindless and it's not too uh, stimulating. And, you know, it just kind of helps you to zone out for a little bit, not too long, uh, just relaxing. Make sure you add in relax time when you're not doing things. Um, one other example is before we went and we hung out at the pool on Friday night, before we did that, I was going to go grocery shopping. My husband convinced me not to go because he's like, he thought I was just jamming up my time. But I had a realization that he does something every Saturday morning, which we call Lowe's therapy. He's been doing it, I don't know, for a really long time. You know, we have five kids, so uh, you need some therapy for sure. And especially when, you know, the kids were young and it was just nonstop taking care of kids. Every Saturday, he developed this habit where he'd just go to Lowe's. Sometimes he buys stuff. Sometimes he just looks at stuff. Lowe's therapy on Saturday. And then he'd go for an hour or two, gives him some man time to clear out his brain. He golfs on Sunday. So, you know, during the weekend, during crazy family times, he has pockets of time to himself. I realized, and I know this, but he kind of got in my head and made me think I was jamming up my schedule. I wasn't. I said to him, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'll be back in an hour. I'll meet you at the pool. And he's like, no, don't jam up your schedule. Just, you know, sit here and relax. And it actually was fun because we watched golf, which we like to do. But at the same time, come Saturday morning, we have no food and everybody's starving. Now I got to run out early and buy food, even though he said he would, but conversation for a different day. So I should have went Friday because that's actually an alpha recovery activity for me. Grocery shopping, if I don't have to get a lot, it just 
puts my mind at ease. It's like not a lot of thinking, but I'm also not sitting around becoming bored because on Friday night, by the time we got done hanging out, it kind of was too much hangout time for me. My husband can, he enjoys a lot more hangout time than I do. So, you know, by the end of the evening, I had been hanging out for too long and I also didn't have food. So my point about that is you don't have to be sitting around to recover. You can take a walk in nature. If you like going to Lowe's to see what they have, go do some Lowe's therapy. If you like uh, thrifting, go thrifting. If you like, uh, you know, grocery shopping, which I doubt most people do, but I've taught myself to like it. Cooking is a beautiful way to recover. I always talk about it. And, you know, I didn't have anything to cook, so I couldn't really cook. So I'm like, you know what, I'll go shop. But cooking helps your brain get in that alpha recovery mode, put on some Italian cooking music. Uh, My husband was not mocking me, but actually it was really funny. He was singing really loud the other day. And (laughs) I always play in the morning. I play light jazz and he was singing some song, some light jazz song from the fifties. And he's funny. He was saying that he's going to be singing it later in the office and that people are going to think he actually likes that music. (laughs) I know it's not funny, but it's just cracking me up uh, thinking about him because he listens to like seventies rock. It's totally not his music. The next morning I put on some jams that were more his speed, but you know, the point is that that's fun. You can cook and relax. I had a conversation with someone last week where we were talking about flow state and flow state is the goal. You literally can get into flow state, you know, the zone where you feel calm and focused and relaxed and you can laugh about things. You can get there doing anything. And I basically have gotten there where, you know, even when I'm taking a shower and getting ready for the day, I can enjoy that. I kind of gamify it. It's relaxing to me. Then when I have to make breakfast and lunch for five children and get them off to school, I put the tunes on and uh, it ends up being funny. If a cranky kid comes out, we kind of keep it low key, but fun. Every morning's fun. Literally, it's fun. And I've made it so that everybody I know, I know what you're thinking. If you're one of those people that thinks I overextend the use of fun, it's enjoyable. Let's just say it that way, where it could literally be torturous if I made it, but instead I make it enjoyable because I'm in flow state and I set it up for success. We're all in the kitchen for 30 to 40 minutes, basically in and out different people, but I'm kind of anchored there, keeping the good vibes going. Um, And actually I thought about this and I'm going to put it in a, different video, but, uh, you know, my, my daughter will say my little daughter who's 10, she'll say, I'll say what happened like during a time where I wasn't in the kitchen and and she'll go and nothing happened. And it cracks me up because the things happen because I make them happen. That's flow state. I make things enjoyable. You can get there. That is what we are talking about. Okay. I've digressed. So let's move on, um, to brain boosting, brain recovery, stay out of brain draining. Now I said, if someone wants to argue with you, don't let them bait you. Keep moving forward. Remember, if you are watching a lot of pornography, we know this, that perception can change where you perceive people attacking you. And so if you need to take space this weekend, do it, but stay connected. Do not isolate because If you perceive that other people are in your grill or if they're attacking you or if, 
you know, if it feels too much, just understand that can be part of your brain recalibrating itself, but it will be worth it. Someone just told me, I'm going to make a video about this too. Someone I work with just told me that they just figured out that all the angst that they had experienced, it was, you know, and you hear me talk. So I love when I hear people say this, that I think it's coming from me because when I shift myself, everybody else shifts too. That's what I mean by perception. So if you're feeling all anxious and angsty and irritable and angry, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, when we know that pornography consumption creates that. So as your brain changes, you are no longer feeling that way. So then you don't perceive people in the same way. So that is what we are staying out of brain draining. If anybody actually is coming at you, you can move in the other direction. Um, you have that ability. And what's going to happen is your brain's going to recalibrate itself. Okay. So let's get to a list of potential brain draining activities that you can engage in. You could download a book or a podcast or a couple of them or a combination of them. I always have two books going and I always have, actually, I've never really listened to podcasts to be honest with you, but now I always have a variety of podcasts because my friends have switched me on to some of them. They're very cool. Pickleball, like I mentioned in my YouTube video, I'm going to see my family of origin. Yes, pray for me. Um, and the plan is to play pickleball. And I don't know why I care to beat them, but I do. So I will be ordering my own pickleball stuff and I will be learning how to play pickleball. Um, you can work out, get an app. I love my workouts and my husband loves his workouts. Um, actually, my kids are getting into working out. My son, who's 14, who just broke out his tank tops for the summer, cracked me up, says he's going to shred through his T-shirt. <laughs> he wears white T-shirts all the time, too. He said he's going to shred through them by the end of the summer, which is totally awesome. Get an app because it keeps you on track. You can choose your workout. You can see your progress. It keeps you moving forward. Um Go to a pool if you have a pool near you. Make a plan. If you're not in Australia right now, at least at the recording of the video, it's going to be winter in Australia. Here in the States, it's going to be summer. Um, remember last summer when baby pools were like a trend where you just get a baby pool, even if you're an adult and you have a baby pool adult swimming party. So even if you can get a baby pool and put it up in your yard, if you have a yard, Go visit some water. Water is very therapeutic. So hit the pool, get a sprinkler, find your city's uh, park that has a water fountain and go get near some water. Plan a trip and then take a trip. We're talking about growing up executive function here. So some people love to plan trips. My friend Chanel, she loves planning trips. I don't like planning trips at all. Thankfully, she plans the trips and I go on them. So it's a beautiful thing. Of course, I do my thing, but, uh, you know, she that's what she likes to do. And that's something that she does for our friend group, which is really cool. Do some puzzles. Puzzles tend to be our winter thing at Casa de Lee, um, but we play cards in the summer a lot. My husband grew up playing this game uh, called 101. It's kind of like Uno. He grew up in Ireland. So uh, we play this game. My kids will play. It's kind of, you know, family fun where kids will come and go. Uh take walks in nature. I already told you that one, crank up some tunes. Uh, guess what I'm doing this summer? I'm planning a flash mob. I know what you're thinking. Flash mobs are so 2012. I 
Every single year, I create a summer list of things that we are going to do. We literally, my whole family, we put it on a big cardboard um, poster board and everybody writes the things that they want to do. And of course it's changed. We've been doing it for 18 years since my kids were born. And of course now they were babies and, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff. And then now they are teenagers. So it changes, but since conception of the poster board, summer things to do on it has been two things. One flash mob two human pyramid. Every single year, the kids refuse to do them. And when they were little, they didn't, but I suppose it was just harder. But they have refused for the last at least eight years since I've lived in Chapel in North Carolina. Flash mob is on because guess what? My besties, I was telling them about the flash mob and how the kids have denied it. We were talking about it in the kitchen the other day. They're like, no way are we doing this flash mob. Guess what my friend said? We'll do the flash mob with you. And I've had the flash mob moves made up. I'll have to make a video of it when we do it because it's on. We're planning it for like within the next month. I literally made up the moves for for my little kiddos. Remember this because when I'm when I was hardcore momming, I'm working out in the yard. Uh, it's a great song called Stampa by Serena Ryder. I encourage you to listen to it. It's very motivational. It's a totally awesome song, which basically no one's ever heard of. This is my flash mob song. So I made up the moves. They're totally awesome. Everybody's already learned them. It's on flash mobs on the guys aren't that thrilled about it. I will tell you, but they said they will do like a move or two as they're moving towards uh, the grills. We're going to grill while we're doing it. Okay. Uh, You could learn about uh, cryptocurrency. It's all the rage these days. I've been dabbling in the crypto market, just learning about it. You can buy crypto at very small um, investments. If you have the money to do that, you can just keep your eye on it. Something for fun, something to do in the future. I just bought my first cryptocurrency the other day. I like to refer to myself as a crypto knot. If that one takes off, you heard it here first. Um, Yeah. And my husband in classic husband fashion, guess what he says to me? I told him I bought it. He's like, he was a little miffed that I bought it, uh, which that man buys whatever he wants, you know? So, and he's been buying cryptocurrency, which is why I kind of got into it. And I bought it in the dip, man. I've been watching it for a while. It dipped. I bought it and it's fun. Now it's something fun for me to watch. It wasn't a huge investment because I'm not that into it, but there's so many things out there that you can begin to investigate. So right now I encourage you to think about what are some things I started caring about recently? It's not pornography nothing related to pornography. I'm also doing a YouTube list of what not to watch because stay away from anything triggering, but think of the things in your mind, like, you know, crypto, I'm like, that's kind of cool. And it'll give me something. If I can just invest a little bit of money in it, it'll give me something to think about and I'll watch it. I've already watched it. I take snapshots of my chart, send it to my husband, tell him it's a great day for up because it was going up. Hopefully it still does. Um, Okay. Another thing, get a tattoo. If you're, if you've been thinking, I'm going to get a tattoo, spend time planning it and designing it and researching it. All of these things involve executive function. They fire up the frontal lobe in your brain. If it's something that you care about, it is going to fire up those reward centers in your, in your midbrain. It is going to resensitize your brain in the right direction. You want to do as much of that this weekend to offset the the low amounts of dopamine that your brain will be getting because you're not going back to the habit, but you have to stop going back to the habit for your brain to recalibrate and get back to homeostasis. It never will if you don't leave the habit behind. So this is the weekend. 
It is a good time. You can do it. You can push through this. You're going to feel better. You're going to be charged up. And next week, you're going to be able to look in the mirror with dignity and integrity and say, I'm a rock star. I did this and I can make it through another structured week of work. I know I can do it. And then guess what? You do this flexibly scheduled routine Next weekend and the weekend after and the weekend after that, it becomes the new way that you engage with the world. It's a lifestyle change so that you can grow up your brain, develop the areas that have slid backwards or maybe never developed, and you can get on purpose and you're going to be able to think clearer. You're going to be less anxious. You're going to be able to interact with people better. It's going to be amazing. This is the weekend to do it. Okay, so go rock that out. I'm so excited that it's uh, time for you to do it. I know you can do it. And I encourage you to get out there because remember, if you don't control your brain, it will control you. So get out there and go for it. And I'll see you on the next podcast.